Welcome to the Dynasty Think Tank. I am Chad Parsons. He is Jordan McNamara, and we share our research, experience, and acumen to build dynasty winners and unlock ceiling outcomes. Now is the time to seek elite results. Big three thoughts and players for the week, and hard to go anywhere but Deshaun Watson. Bijan Robinson was a confusing situation for everyone. Uh, no way around that, but Deshaun Watson, partial game, he got cleared to return, did not return from a concussion, shoulders not feeling right, and Browns end up getting the win, despite Watson now being in an ambiguous situation of when will he play again? Do we have confidence in him for lineups as well as the dynasty state of the union of where do we sit with a confidence level of him as an asset? Well, I was just looking up at our over to our friends at fantasy calc. Uh, he's quarterback 19 below uh, Jordan love. It's like, that's blasphemous. Um, in my opinion, lowest uh, point, right? Lowest that's point? yeah. I mean, that's the, that's by far the cheapest he's ever been in his entire career. I, I do find it funny that that we ended up trading a pick in a league that we co-manage and it's basically, it was, um, Justin Fields for Watson, essentially, it was a little bit more complicated than that, but it's essentially the deal we made. And, and the answer might be neither. <laughs> um, I still have more confidence that that Watson, you know, bounces back. But man, it's been a real rough trend. And I think maybe the lesson that I've learned from this is when you get an opportunity to buy a profile low and it rebounds, right? You don't need to prove that you were right you can just take the cash out. And I did that in a couple of leagues where I went back and, and at the time it, it hurt to pay the price, but I used Watson to get to Josh Allen twice. And um, one of them was like Dallas Goddard in the first. And I think the other one might've been like Dallas Goddard and Josh Jacobs. I never get those straights. And, and we talk about this a lot. Like you rarely, rarely regret the trade where you get Mahomes or Allen. And they usually age really well. Um, and it's fascinating because even profiles that we really liked um, and ones that it had rebounded in cost and rebounded in cost actually in the face of evidence to the contrary with Deshaun Watson last year. Like that's, I think you have to sort of use that. Like you, you get the bounce back opportunity from a player like him and then you use it to, you use it to sort of leverage up. And I think that's probably the lesson that I've learned from profiles like this. Kyler Murray is probably going to be another one. Like when that moment becomes available, I got, you got to kind of pounce. Yeah. The bounce back, as you mentioned, in terms of a market value and giving you options, right. Uh, that using it as a stepping stone, stepping stone, you know, that's something that we've mentioned as a possibility with someone like Anthony Richardson, uh, Deshaun Watson applies, you know, when he got all the way back to being, what was the peak, maybe QB eight or so seven, eight. Does that yeah. sound about right? Yeah. Somewhere in there. And, and yeah, the, the, the market, which is, is fickle ends up wrapping back around. Uh, he had a good week three, and it seems like it's been more than just the requisite three to four weeks since that, since that game of, wow, put, putting it together. That was his best game that we've seen with the Cleveland Browns. And after the injury, we like, okay, let's, let's get our hands looking like we're right in front of a fire. We can't wait, wait for this. And let's see if he takes the next step forward. And it's been anything but because I've said before, like what hurts you the most is the partial game. 
you know, basically what he did and what Bijan Robinson had of the, well, they're not even really playing, but yet you put them in the lineup under the assumption that they were playing. There wasn't a lot of reason to say that this would happen. And yet it happened. Uh, Those are the frustrating ones because you, you got a zero and it's because, or a negative because of an early game exit in some capacity or Bijan Robinson playing a smattering of ghost snaps. And so for Watson, my biggest take is you have to see it before you put them in point blank period. Like I I'm trying to think of how low you would need to go at quarterback, but the partial game risk or the, you, you you plan on him and you maybe pass on a Thursday quarterback or an earlier Sunday quarterback or whatever it is. And now you're kind of all in on Watson playing that week and playing to fantasy wise, the first three weeks for the record, NFL, we can have a separate conversation, but fantasy-wise, the first three weeks, he was fine. Absolutely fine, and probably about your expectation on a per-game basis. And now you get some missed games. You get that that dud game. He drops them down the standings. Uh, you have NFL question marks. Um, and it's wild because the Browns are in this thing. They are a contending team looking for the playoffs with all this going on, which is kind of the interesting mix. But I think fantasy-wise... Watson comes out, hey, week eight, I'm playing. Congratulations. I'm not playing you. Like I want, <laughs> I want to see, I want to see you play, not exacerbate anything that's going on with you, and post something of requisite consequence. And then you know what? Week nine, Arizona, sure. Let's have a great discussion about how you are a quality start and let's have more confidence. The trajectory's there, all of that. And now we finally got a data point reaffirming that we have confidence in you but we're a full played game of requisite value away from that moment. Agreed. I think he's that you got to buy, right? Like there's, there's moments and times on guys where you have to sort of like, buy the talk stink. About, you, you buy right? when it, when there is a fire, you have to run towards it. Right. And again, if you believe in, in his profile, I think there's there's reasons to not believe, but there's also reasons to believe that he's substantially more likely to be a difference making player than Jordan Love is. Right? Like you're subst- and, and I think that like when you start looking at those costs, like you have to sort of be in on on things like that. So um, while it can be uh, a headache, right, and we've gone through headaches with him, I, I do think you it's a headache you have to sort of you got to take the Tylenol and and be in on it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm seeing like you might be able to get him for Stafford plus. Like if you just give a posting quarterback that is playing reasonably well plus something else, mm-hmm. that may get it done. Yes. So yeah, Watson again, run towards the fire. Put your protective gear on. Make sure you're protected from all the noxious uh, gases and soot, dirt and grime, and get in there. Get in there because, as you mentioned, the profit doesn't even have to be proving that he is an elite player and he has a top five season in 2024. It doesn't have to be any of that stuff to profit. And he's a, a a link player. You could get him now. And he's like, he's far more likely than a lot of guys in that range to provide you outs to get you to Herbert or get you to Lamar or get you somewhere when a moment occurs with them in a future week or future season future injury absolutely all right uh staying on quarterback you already mentioned uh jordan love so let's stay there jordan love do 
first of all, I, I two qualifying questions. Did you view him? Were you going to view him through the prism of he's essentially a rookie coming into this season or something else? He's a pretty rare scenario in terms of how long he's been in the NFL versus how much he's actually played. And then state of the union, uh, where do you kind of sit with him half a season or so of data points in? Yeah. I mean, I, I, like, I, I think his start was a little bit phony uh, in terms of like, he was scoring really well. He's scoring a lot of touchdowns that's tends to not sustain. Right. So that's, I, I sort of looked at it from that perspective and said, I think that he's probably not, you know, what he was to start. Um, and now it's been a bit of a rough stretch for him in terms of like fantasy stuff and, and the like, um, uh, and, and some of the turnovers, like he probably had a little bit of, of worse luck in this stretch than he actually, um, you know, than he actually was. Um, uh, but he hasn't really changed his performance terribly much like as a passer. Right. And you can look at some of the advanced metrics and that sort of thing. Like he's been a very consistently, like you just look at PFF grades, for example, like it's a very consistently like mediocre quarterback. Right? It hasn't been that really biggest swings it has he hasn't had really any great games he hasn't really had really terrible games right it's just been pretty consistent um you know i kind of wonder with him like what's the like he's signed through next year like what's their out if it's not him right we can right. complain about guys we can complain about deshaun watson we can complain about russell wilson like we can you know, we can complain about, um, you know, Kenny Pickett or whatever. Like we can, we can have gripes about guys, but then the question becomes is like, yeah, all right, well, that's great. But what's the alternative? And I'm not sure that Green Bay, like I think Green Bay is probably good enough and Jordan Love's probably good enough in a division that, you know, has some questions. Uh, and you can say like, all right, he's probably going to play into like the teens of, of draft picks. And you know, is he going to be replaced? Uh, because a team drafting there might not get a look at the franchise quarterback that they thought that they, you know, that, that we sitting here think that they could get. Now they pick seventh right now. I think they're probably better than that. Um, uh, but I think it'll be interesting to see kind of how this plays out uh, in terms of like, is it a threat to his longevity? The fact that he's kind of mediocre right now. Yep. Um, I'll add a couple things. Uh, so I think it's a pretty fascinating exercise that they have essentially all first and second year pass catchers around him. So they're all figuring this thing out on the fly. The fact that Jordan Love, who who had thrown dozens of NFL passes before this point in uh, you know this season is the clear-cut veteran of the group when he as well is kind of figuring things out it's a fascinating team build or team dynamic going on. I mean, it's almost like if you had a bunch of freshmen and sophomores and you're just like, well, you guys are now the varsity football team, you know, for high school. It's like there could be a lot of growing pains and a lot of just, you know, who's the captain, who's the, who's the leader. Uh, and, uh, you know, who is he leaning on? Because he doesn't have Devonte Adams. You know, he doesn't have, I mean, you can look at Carolina. I mean, they don't have an Adam Thielen. They don't have uh, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, just someone that's been there, done that. A Travis Kelsey, whatever. I mean, you could you can name a bunch of guys that are over the age of 28 in the NFL that have a lot of of uh, you know a lot of medals on their on their uniform. So I think that not having that, and we had questions, kind of whether it's you know Aaron Rodgers did uh, you know about the offense and about um, all that, and then you put in Jordan Love. 
And so the first thing is, I think this is still a relatively small sample size of seeing really what's going on. I would remind folks that he was viewed as a prospect somewhere in the, again, this is a wide prism and, and wide spectrum of outcomes, but somewhere in that, like a Patrick Mahomes, like there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of, of, of arm candy in terms of what he can do. But then there's also a lot of, don't be surprised if you see some dopey interceptions, some quizzical decisions and some, well, I can make that throw. And it looks horrific in the outcome. And we're, we're kind of seeing, I mean, this might be what Patrick Mahomes would have turned out as, you know, for half a season or a season or forever without, you know, a fostering system and, and Andy Reid and, you know, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and all of that. Who knows? This might have been the outcome. Um, so this is within the prism of that, you know, wow, some of those off-platform throws, he's mobile, uh, he can, you know, huge arm, 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 arm talent, you know, that... What does it look like when it goes right? And what does it look like when it goes wrong? And I think this is somewhere in the middle still. And then the other part is the fantasy perspective, which is he's QB 10 in points per game. Like, so the hand ringing that people might have, he's really had one dud fantasy game. Other than that, I'm looking here, he's had multiple touchdowns in every other game. And when you look at what 20 points or 22 points or whatever means as a threshold, it pretty much means you were like top 15 that week or better. And he hasn't popped off, you know, had some 40 point game. He's not Mahomes. He's not Allen at this point. He's not her uh, Herbert and Hertz and all, all these Lamar and big time performers, but he's in that next group of don't be surprised if he puts up 25, 30 points. And so the rushing really helps. I still like the fact that he's figuring it out. Christian Watson's been on and off the field. Uh, he's had a couple moments, but that's it. You know, Watson connected, connected here is also, a really interesting question mark as we go through uh, this season and what does his story look like here into 2024? Um, but I agree with you that they're, they're probably going to be in the teens, you know, somewhere in terms of their, their draft position and they get a look-see this year, next year. Uh, he's going to, he's highly likely in my opinion to be the 2024 week one starter. And you kind of go from there. They're not paying him an egregious amount, but fantasy wise, Again, I understand that there's frustrations and the, I guess the peak outcome was just awesome right away. But I think fantasy-wise, it's been absolutely fine in terms of what he's actually provided when he was probably the QB2 or probably QB3 on a lot of these super flex builds because he was a backup and a known backup all the way up until this offseason. And you didn't go into last year with Jordan Love as your QB2. That just didn't happen for for dynasty teams. Yeah, for sure. By the way, like we talk about where where he kind of is NFL wise uh, in terms of EPA per play, he's 14th. And that's ahead just ahead of Stafford, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and then success rate. Right. The kind of other, you know, advanced sort of metric on that. He's a little bit lower. He's 20th. But do you think do you think like in their sort of mind's eye, they want him to be second in the league in ADOT? Right. That's the question that I have. Like it, it is that the is that where they want to kind of be? Right. He's at nine point five yards per attempt. Like, is that what they are nine point five uh yards of A dot? Is that where they see him? And I, I just like I'd be curious to see if that adjusts over the season and we see a little bit better, a little bit different of a Jordan Love structure here to kind of uh go into the second half of this year. Yeah. 
Um, another player, and, and again, this is where you mentioned uh, Deshaun Watson's down there in the low teens. Jordan Love is in the low teens. Um, and it hasn't been the, the the straightest road that we're on recently. How about Brock Purdy as our third big thought of the week? Brock Purdy, couple down games this in a, in a row. Before that, I would I would remind folks that he had nine touchdowns, zero interceptions. He gets to week six, plays the Browns, which is a, a stingy test for anybody. Uh, just ask Gardner Minshew for turnover <laughs> Minshew. <laughs> I call him baby Jameis <laughs> in terms of what he's able to stock, stock the, the box score, but uh, you get that game. And then you get the Vikings game, national nationally televised standalone game. You get a couple picks late where they need to play catch up and he throws a, you know, those floaters look great when he's ahead, you know, and then all of a sudden he kind of presses. He's the last guy to be throwing the ball across the middle and, you know, across this body and behind him on that last one, I think it was. Uh, so again, you're now getting a guy that, oh, you know, he needs to be in the system and highly regimented. I've been optimistic about some of the stuff we've seen about him extending plays, running a little bit. Um, but then he has those couple interceptions. A lot of people are like, well, you know, that loss is on you. And, you know, just all the stuff that kind of comes from having that standalone Monday night game, two down fantasy games in a row. Um, where does Purdy sit, you know, in terms of, uh, of for you and, you know, just the, the allegiance, he's on a good team and they're obviously going to be there in December, January, uh, playing for meaningful stakes. And then fantasy wise, he's also been one clearly in the top 15, depending on your scoring in per game, uh, despite the couple stinkers we've recently had. Yeah. And like, he's a, you know, he, him and like I think you you kind of judge these quarterbacks a little bit differently at different points in their career, right? You you have the benefit of being Mister Irrelevant, of being uh, in an offense that has like you know George Kittle can come and go right in different weeks, right? He can have you know two or three target games. Uh, when you have an offense that has Brandon Ayuk, that has Debo Samuel, that has Christian McCaffrey, heck, that has Juwan Jennings, right? You can go, you can be uh, a, a quarterback in that offense when you're making no money and like look really good because it amplifies you, right? That's what happened with, um, you know, to I think Dak Prescott's better, but that's when Dak Prescott started. He had the benefit of an awesome offensive line and really good weapons. And then as they, he had to, he got paid more, like those things went away. And then it becomes a question of like, okay, can you elevate for what you lost? Like, I think on a rookie contract, Brock Purdy's great. Like, uh, it's interesting. And the question for me will be like, well, what can they afford offensively to support him if they're paying him $35, $40 million a year, right? Uh, I think that's going to be kind of the issue with him, you know, sort of in the long term, right? Do they extend, like, what do they sort of see him as, you know, that's multiple years away pay. though. I mean, exactly. So I kind of look at this right now and I'm like, all right, he's like in that quarterback two range. Like I would say, I want to sort of go up from him, right. I'm always trying to move up. I, I don't think today is probably the moment to do it off of a, off of a rough game on uh, in prime time. But like, I, I do think it's an interesting, you know, I think he's pretty secure in that job, you know, for the you know next yeah. 
18 we didn't we didn't so. do this uh, just a shout out you know we always talk about like you know making sure people know what some of our premium content is we did a really great exercise last week of, of putting quarterbacks into buckets on the deeper yeah, dive um so you know in terms of elite or non-term long-term non-elite and then year to year frankly we could have had one more bucket and it would have made it a little more spicy but um he he we put him in that second bucket right or year to year i can't remember i think year to year yeah, I think we went year to year with him. But um, the next bucket would be like, who do we have confidence they would be the week one starter in 2024? Like that, what you just said is aligning with that bucket or that moniker. Yep. Is He's highly likely to be the 2024 week one starter. And yes. if they get into the postseason and he's actually playing this year and he's not the reason they lose, I mean, even more wheels up in terms of confidence level of what he's building. And for the record, like I, I, I put something together where it looks at a lot of quarterbacks. It looks at, you know, over the last like 10 years or so. And I was looking at Brock Purdy and this is just their passing points per game, you know, fantasy wise. And right now this year, he's higher than any of those Garoppolo seasons with the 49ers higher than what Purdy was higher than what he did last year. So within this, like, oh, 49ers just have a guy at quarterback. He's doing better than all those iterations. And I think that's important to remember because Garoppolo had a lot of allegiance. And yet I would think if we go back in time, dynasty wise, it's not like Jimmy Garoppolo was ever viewed as, you know, some, you know, some great asset. So Purdy adds a little bit more, more mobility in my opinion. And again, you mentioned that being paid so much less, they can just have more around him. Yes. Agreed. And, and again, please go back and listen. I think we did like what, 40 plus minutes on, yeah. on the quarterbacks. We talked in depth. That's our go-to position. We can always circle back. Uh, it's a fascinating, uh, uh, my, my favorite line from anybody. And it was, it's from uh, Steve Zabin who does a uh, sports talk. He said, the NFL is an episodic television show about quarterbacks and, uh, or weekly episodic. Line. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's so perfect. Like you can't pick it apart at all. And it's just like, look at what we do. Like, look at the talking head shows and look at, you know, you can do this in Superflex every single week, just talking quarterbacks. We can do quarterback roundup, Jordan. We kind of do, <laughs> you know, of just like who's up, who's down. We always talk about, like you said, walking into the room that the, has the trash compactor. You know, what stinks right now? <laughs> you know, Deshaun Watson, not, not too much uh, stinks more than him, you know, right now in terms of like, he just, he just killed people, you know, cost them 10, 15, 20 points because he put up a, a probably a negative outcome and, you know, and he, he didn't play the rest of the game. So in a shootout, mind you, <laughs> you know, it turned that a shootout brewing. Who knew um, at that point in time? All right. Uh, let's go to, did I get enough? Got a couple spicy ones this week. I want to start with Travis Kelsey because uh, we just finished talking about Jordan Love. 1.75 PPR for tight end with the premiums there. Travis Kelsey and Derrick Henry clearly on a contending side uh, in terms of where they're going for Jordan Love and George Kittle. Kelsey. Kelsey. He moves the needle so much, right? He He's does. like an orbit, an orbit belt. He does. By the way, in in you'll appreciate this. I had to. I was doing some research today. I walked upstairs, and my wife was in the kitchen. She was doing something, and I was like, "I just have to get this thing about Travis Kelsey off my chest." And I busted out. I, I had, had a marker board going. I, I had a marker board going. You did a beautiful I mean, you mind don't stuff. Understand what he is doing? They're listening uh, to all media. <laughs> Correct. It's this is just um yeah. So I, I mean just the the where he is at he 
in his career, right? His, I think that 2020 season, like when you look at, when you actually graph wide receiver, or excuse me, when you, when you actually graph uh, tight end yards per game and NFL history, <laughs> the graph looks like it's an error because his best season of north of 90 yards per uh, game is so far and away better than the second best season that it's just, it's, it it is jarring to see. And in that season, in that 2020 season, he was at 0.55 PPR points uh, per route run, right? It was 0.55 PPR points per route run this year. He's at 0.69, right? That is just an un it's just an uh, it's it's it boggles the mind about how far and away uh, awesome that is, uh, especially at his volume. He's actually not running the highest amount of uh, routes than than he has. Like he's down a little bit in some of those things um, than he has been in prior years. And again, he's being used a little bit differently, but he is so darn productive. Like and he's a guy that I think ages pretty well, too. Like you and he's playing the slot more than ever before. Absolutely. It's like, so, so he's like a slot wide receiver that is just getting. I mean, he's basically just out there. They clear out, and it's like, okay, just kind of do your thing. Like the chemistry yeah. with Patrick Mahomes, it literally is like Stockton and Malone. Like you can't stop the pick and roll. You can't. Yeah. Because yeah. he's going out there, and it's like, oh, there's 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 leverage on my right. I'm just going to do a little head head bob, and I'll come back to the left. I'll just sit down. And Mahomes is always on the same page. Yes. He's just yes. looking at him. Okay, you can bracket him. You can put a safety over the top. Like he's just going to read that. Yeah. What are you going to cover him? Like, like, and you saw that time where they covered him, uh, uh, man to man. He ran like some deep over turns into like 50 yards of yak. I mean, like, it's just like, if he beats you by one step, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Also, again, just everything he does is absurd. Like over since 2016, he's had one season under two yards per route run. One, yeah. two yards per route run is a nutty number. And he's, he's been below that once. Yeah. What are we talking about here? I mean, so so Kelsey in 1.75, he moves the need, he's starting two guys. Yeah. Didn't we say like McCaffrey was the one we said it about, right? Yes. Like if I'm thinking back, like he was at he, he had one season of like 30 points per game, some nutty, nutty, just inhuman figure, alien baby. Yeah. And yeah, I think I said something about Kelsey. I said he had two alien parents and they made a super alien baby that <laughs> turned into <laughs> Travis Kelsey just in terms of what he's doing. I mean, 20 points per game, that's double. Ev- you could basically be starting Evan Ingram and Dallas Goddard weekly. And you're like barely even. <laughs> two guys firmly in the top 10. Yeah. Six and seven. It's just starting incredible. tight end six and seven and you're even. Yeah, you don't get it. Teaser, you don't get an extra roster spot. You don't get an extra. (laughs) Like I'm going against Kelsey this week. Can I get an extra flex? Just like ask your commissioner. He'll say no. (laughs) They will say no. I guarantee it. No. Um. Yeah. So, Kittle again. I love Kittle's potential to blow up any given week, but Kelsey is basically doing it every week, and I don't think love is enough to make it up. And you get Henry. If if we took a Henry out. You'd still take Kelsey? Yes. I mean, I don't think people realize what... So he's averaging 20 in one PPR. So I guess that would be... I mean, back of the napkin math, that would be an extra like... What is that? Like an extra 40 points in 1.75. 
I don't know, extra 40. You're talking about like six, 26 points per game. Yeah. Like that one season of that is worth a lot. I don't think people realize how much one season is worth. It's incredible. It's incredible. He, what and he's if, doing and if a is contender just, is getting that. You do that deal 10 times out of 10. Yeah. 11 times out of 10. <laughs> Cultivate the deal. The deals that haven't been done. You just keep offering the same deal every single week. Like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, yeah. You sick when of I the thought... Taylor Swift content yet? Or you're not even, you're probably not even following it. You know, um, you, you, I, do you even still, know who Taylor Swift is? How do they wiggle it? <laughs> I couldn't tell you one of her songs. <laughs> to be fair, I know she's got a billion. I know her concerts are four hours, but <laughs> I I will say anytime I they 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 show an un an unfathomable amount in the cut up condensed games on NFL Plus. The amount they must show in a regular broadcast when they're trying to soak up three plus hours. Oh, I, yeah, I'm over it. I'm over it already. But you know what? If it keeps him on a historic pace, Godspeed. I'm all for it. All I'm for rooting it. for this relationship. I'm, exactly. I hope it works out till February. Uh, we got kidding, one more I hope for, they get married. You exactly. Like, over under. Yeah, seven year itch. More like 37 year itch for those two crazy kids. <laughs> That are probably way closer to my age than I realize. Yes, they uh, are. Uh, one more. Did I get enough? Justin Herbert for Anthony Richardson and a 24 first. Taking Herbert. Uh, first of all, you're getting the season, which is, I think, a big difference. Very uh, valuable, and, yes. And, you know, he's on a, you know, we talked about, again, go back and listen to that show on quarterbacks, right? Um, it was an elite Hey, he's on an elite track. Right? He's not on the apex mountain of super max quarterbacks, but he's just below it um, and could play himself into that again. He's on like a quarterback one type pace uh, and is running a little bit more like you like all that stuff. Again, you have a lot of bus factor out of a guy like Richardson. You draft Richardson so that way you can make a deal like this. Right. That's that's the thing that I, I generally. Like, and this think is the perfect deal to I mean, Herbert coming off a down game. A lot of optics versus Kansas City. Worst fantasy game of the season for him. And again, like you said, you get the season, you insulate yourself, and you give up a first to do it where what's your goal with that first? It's not projected to be an elite running back class. You're probably not going to get someone like Bijan or Gibbs drafted that highly. Um, if it's really high, maybe you get a look at Marvin Harrison, uh, but you're looking probably quarterback, you know, in that range. And so or, you know, you know, just a, a regular round one wide receiver. And that is not much to pay when you're going from the a, a few games, heck, what, 10 quarters of play or whatever from Richardson to, well, I get Herbert the rest of the year, plus I get that profile going forward. So that that's not a whole lot of, of equity you have to pay uh, to make that worthwhile. Agree no, it's there. A great, it's a great outcome. Uh, all right, we got one uh, more stock deal here. Half PPR, and it is Sequan Barkley for Chris Olave. What's kind of your thinking, whether you're light at running back, light at wide receiver, looking to do a long-term reallocation of assets on your team? Where do you kind of sit with this one? Yeah, I mean, I think generally, like, take the players out of it for a second and just think about kind of in this range, what do you want to do? Right. You typically and our typical approach is all right, sort of in this range of running backs, like in five to 10 or you know, five to 12, something like that for Barkley. You're typically going wide receiver over running back in that range. 
Um, I think Olave is the type of guy that has an elite opportunity. Um, Derek Carr like has to keep the ball like in the field of play when targeting him uh, in future <laughs> games would be and not yell and scream at him for not catching the ball that that you know knocked out a a position coach on the sideline. Um, but but beyond all of that, like you know, it was an elite efficiency rookie season for him. Like it's still the offense hasn't been great this year, but he's still actually producing like pretty good efficiency numbers how much of a tire fire it's been i mean it's been pretty like you look at garrett wilson too i mean you're like you look yes. at some of these situations and you're like it's been rough the optics and yet they've survived when you kind of look at the grand scheme of what they are independently doing 100 100 percent, and I, I think you you feel uh comfort in that right the the thing that i think with barkley is like you know, I'm kind of curious what the NFL is going to see with him. It's a lot of injuries, right? It's a, you know, there was some, has always been a little bit of stylistic criticism of him. He's going to hit free agency or he'll be tagged again. We'll, we'll kind of see how, how all that goes. I don't know. Did he sign a no tag clause? I'm not sure how that contract worked, but he's going to get into the, into the market again uh, this off season. And we'll, we'll see kind of what the market thinks about him and I'll be interested to compare him against some of the contracts from like last year and, and how that'll all unfold. Um, you know, I think Alave, your window is like, how much longer can you do this deal would be my question. Like, right. 26 year old running back. He's producing now. If the situation changes one more injury that kind of takes him out for a stretch or to close the season, whatever, uh, you're right. I mean, it feels like if you're even, you're leaving. Like if you view it as even right now, it's certainly going in different directions. And I would just add one thing. The reason you add a lot of running backs and you take a lot of shots is not so that I don't, you know, we haven't really talked about this specifically, but instead of flipping, you know, the, oh, well, I hit on Deonta Foreman, maybe I can trade him for a third. I think what it does is it gets you thinking brazenly of thinking, well, I hit on Jerome Ford. You know, I have Jonathan Taylor coming back. I, uh, you know, I feel pretty good about, you know, if it's Deonta Foreman this week, or uh, I had Kieran Williams in a few spots, you know, you just start piecing things together that builds up your depth of confidence. And then you go, well, yeah, let me trade Suckham and Barkley. I think that's what it does. Kind of gives you the confidence. It's almost like, uh, I'm trying to think of what the parallel would be, but let's say, you know, you, you, you've been saving a lot of money and then you get to, into a position where you're like, Hey, I have this runway to um, maybe I can, I can spend the summers, you know, in, in you know, just rent a place for three months. I can go to uh, South beach or I want to go to some Island or I want to spend it in Arizona or just something different than what you do for the rest of the year or what you've done for 10 years straight. You get, or you get in a position that you all of a sudden go, Hey, I'm going to go, you know, I, I'm not going to retire or anything, but what if I go to halftime? You know, what if I start working 20 hours a week instead of 40, let's see how that feels. Or let's say I'm going to, I I have the ability to go in with uh, a friend on a business or, you know, like just, you are thinking outside the box and it's not like, okay, I'm not going to buy a new wardrobe and a Lamborghini. I'm going to uh, do just think outside the box. And I think a lot of people, when they go, Oh, well, jo you know, Jordan just has 12 running backs. Like he's just trying to flip jo uh, Jerome Ford, you know, like that is one thing you could do, but selling your top guy is also a possibility 
to change your other depth charts. You know, maybe that's how you get Kelsey in a premium format. Maybe that's how you get a deal done for Richardson plus going up for Lamar Jackson or Rich or Herbert or whatever. Like it's the bigger deal that you can make that probably makes the bigger difference than working around the edges. And it's like, well, two weeks ago I sold Khalil Herbert for a second. Aren't I a genius? You know, and now right. you're like, now I sold, now I sold Foreman for a third and now I'm going to sell Zach. You know, previously I sold Moss for a second. Like you do all this stuff. It's like, all right, I got all these picks. You're going to put all those picks together for Chris Olave. No. So you got, there's multiple ways to do this robust running back thing. Yes. Agreed. But yeah, I, I think this one is like, I, I don't care if you're slightly light at running back, like taking shed a couple roster spots, get a couple more backups, squint a little bit and be like, Hey, this week I'm starting justice Hill, but for the long haul, I get Chris Olave. You know, I think, I think you kind of have to do that even if you're not super heavy. Yep. Yep. All right. I mean, the All right. roster uh, construction edge on that, I think is, is, uh, yeah. is definitely, uh, a worthwhile consideration as well because you can strip down those roster spots, backfill them with injury away running backs, and you know, and and plug and play those guys and and try and recreate the Saquon Barkley in the aggregate, which is a lot tougher to do at wide receiver. You can't do it with Jason Giambi, but you can do it with you can do it with uh, with uh, Saquon Barkley in some degree. Absolutely. Oh, you mean a guy that sometimes in the lineup, sometimes not in the lineup, and um, constantly dinged up, constantly in the shop, but there's a lot of potential there. That sounds like a lot of running backs. Just offhanded. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, from life and dynasty, learning some lessons. And I want to harken back, Jordan, you actually had a scenario, not in a dynasty perspective of, of similar ilk. But last week, I actually got a few people that said, hey, not sure if you changed your mic, what was going on there? Well, if you knew what was going on in, in our collective uh, dynasty think tanks world, my specifically trying to get the recording done last Tuesday, time flies uh, because I didn't even really remember. But I would say to hearken to a, 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 a comedian, the getter done mentality that uh, last Tuesday was definitely a situation. And again, 49, 50 Tuesdays out of the year, no problems on my end. Everything is going pretty well. Last Tuesday was one of those train wrecky, get four or five things. Anytime Jordan has a request from me to change the time, that's when you know something's going on. Like I don't just do it so I can take a longer nap in the afternoon. <laughs> it's usually very important. And so I bumped it back a half hour, but I also, for other recordings, plus here with Jordan uh, for all we do for Dynasty Think Tank, I recorded hotspot and sitting in our car. And not only that, but it was like, I was in the car, I recorded something, I left the car, 45 minutes later, I'm back in the car with Jordan. So not ideal on a main road, just sitting there, people walking by, who knows what the heck they're thinking, but just get it done. You know, and I think on the, the, the end game for us, when you have someone you listen to, I think whether it's, Hey, I just got a new mic or Hey, uh, like something went wrong with the recording, you know, I'm getting all these, you know, the, those flare up sounds. It doesn't sound perfect. Uh, it came out a little late, uh, whatever, just get it done. You know, if you, what, if you have an expectation to yourself, or to others or listeners in our, in our circumstance, just figure out a way and get it done. You know, and I've had, rec I don't know about you, Jordan, but I've had recordings before that completely fizzled technologically speaking. And it's like, I had one, I, I basically had questions and a little bit of my commentary. I sent that file to someone else. We could not record it again. They literally sat there and recorded in the gaps. That is truly impressive. Like that yeah. is a getter done mentality. That was a few years ago. Impressive stuff. And just, you know, if your internet goes out, uh, if, if all of a sudden you have a family emergency, 
figure it out in some capacity. It still might be late, but figure it out. Don't just take an F. Don't just fail. And I will say some of the things we say is timely. You know, we mentioned some players here on Dynasty Think Tank about players to explore sending some offers. That might be, you know, when you're in the bathroom, you got three minutes. That might be when you're waiting for someone for an appointment. That might be, you know, you have your page up and you know it's a long light and you know it's going to be at least a minute. You can probably send a couple offers in one league. So think about all those micro moments of the getter done mentality where if you get to the end of the road and you're like, hey, I, I didn't make any offers for Deshaun Watson at QB20 prices. I didn't make any offers for player X, Y, or Z that they said, hey, this is the moment you might miss it. And if you don't take advantage of that and get it done, then the deal might happen with somebody else. I, I don't know about you, Jordan. I'm seeing a lot of fire sale uh, announcements of like, I'm out of it. Contenders, come get your guys. That's your, you, you have no excuses if three of those guys go to your biggest contending uh, competition. You have no excuse. Yeah, that's on you. Yep. All right. What's on the premium side of Dynasty Think Tank this week? And that's over at patreon.com slash Dynasty Think Tank. Yeah, we got some, we had a fun after hour show talking about um, a whole variety of things, including football and non football related, which is just one of the funnier shows I think we've done in a while uh, over there. So that's good on your after hours. And again, we're going to be talking about some profiles that we've got uh, some questions and concerns about with on the deeper dive this week. So um, it's exciting. And again, last week, the the quarterback conversation last week, I think, was a really important one as well. Um, and we did talk about doing a live show. I think we're going to do next week a live show. It'll be a deeper dive. will be our live show next week. Um, subscribers will get an opportunity to get questions in there. You can come in and chat as well. So we'll do all that next week. Exciting, exciting stuff here at the about the midway point of the season. Excellent. Yeah. And that quarterback show, it feels like we could do it later in the season, probably do it every two, three months, almost like a, in the off season of like a quarterback centric state of the union. Where are we? Where are we now? Just kind of spitball. And we should probably do every, every uh, month we could do, you know, a position kind of show, you know, yeah. just um, where do we sit? What are we kind of thinking about at each position? Uh, yeah. So great stuff there and uh, really insightful. You And guess what? You want to know the name of Jordan's axe. <laughs> that's a, that's, that, you know, that's going to be someday a trivia item and you get to learn that in an expanded fashion on after hours this week. Thanks so much for listening at dynasty. Think tank. You can follow us on Twitter at Chad Parsons NFL and at McNamara dynasty. Plus we have our own dynasty content streams at analyticsofdynasty.com and UTH dynasty.com. As always, unlock your ceiling and seek elite results. 